Welcome to the Real Film Junkies podcast. We gotta be quiet here. The movie's about to start. Dude, you're you're talking now. You're the one interrupting everything. I, I don't care. It's just the opening title scene. We could talk through that. Fi fine, whatever, whatever. We'll be right back. Show's about to start. Welcome to the Real Film Junkies podcast. Aquaman looks like the real deal. I mean, yes. it, you know, I the, film has the first time that I saw it, I was a you know, mixed reactions. Right? Every time that I've seen it since, I've probably seen it four or five times since. It just keeps getting better and better. If they're going to do right by the character, they should Marvel make Studios it a lot really more adult than just right a PG-13 movie. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It also doesn't help that Batista had made that threat that if James Gunn doesn't come back, he will walk away after Guardians 3. The Real Film Junkies Podcast. And welcome everybody to the Real Film Junkies. We are back once again. Woohoo! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, woohoo it is. All right, this is of course your co-host here, Connor, and to the left of me is always Nick Biggie P. Yes. All right, so to start off today's show, we are going to go over failed franchise reboots. Yes. All right, uh, we kind of just uh, came up with this uh, spur-of-the-moment idea, but as we were looking through, this was actually a really interesting topic because some of these we can really understand uh, and get behind, and some of them, even though uh, they were failed uh, franchises, we may still personally enjoy them as well, right? It's very true, yeah. No, it, they have uh, you know this list that you know we're going off of uh, actually has, it's uh, right off of uh, digitalspy.com. And it looks like you know it's it's a newer you know newer sort of list here for us. I mean, we were checking out a couple other lists, and uh, you know some of them were a little bit older than uh, than this one. And this sort of hit home because a lot of these you know that, that you're going to hear from the reboots did decently well. Yeah. But at the same time, it just doesn't hit that initial satisfaction as what oh, you got good. from the first set of movies oh so. yeah i i couldn't agree with you more it, it's just like one of those it's like yeah it was a nice rendition of it but it, it's not going to become its own uh franchise exactly yeah and uh you know we're actually starting it said top 10 but they only gave us nine well so. i think it's because uh <laughs> one of the pictures that they uh promoted with this uh on there was solo and solo did so bad that we cannot speak of solo <laughs> right and uh, i actually liked solo oh, personally he, it, it, he, individually on its own solo was fine right but Together in the Star Wars franchise, 100% agree. Yeah, it, it does not hit what it should have hit. So yes, 100% agree. So we'll say that's number ten. Yeah. So we already got number <laughs> ten out of the way. Uh, but you know, starting off, we'll go from nine to one uh, here for us, and starting off with uh, the very first one, uh, number nine, Superman Returns. Yeah, and one that also returned with that movie. What's that? Superman's tidy whities. That, that's or very true. Yeah. White. Or red. <laughs> red, yeah, just the the red uh, red spandex tights uh, basically, and yeah, uh, yeah. No, this movie itself. I mean, this was back in two thousand and six, I believe. Yeah, right and, around that. Yeah, two thousand six, two thousand seven time frame, and this was also known as the Brandon Roth movie. Uh, it was not followed up very well because they were trying to base it off of. The Christopher Reeves, you know, one back in the you know late seventies uh, and eighties, yeah, and you know just to try and make it a sequel, you know, Superman basically returns out of nowhere, 
you know, sees, you know, Lois, and Lois now has a family of her own. It, it's a very out-there sequel. Yeah. And it, it just doesn't really match up with what they were trying to present at that moment in time, I think. Yeah, the story, it I just felt like it wasn't 100% there. There was really poor acting. Like, the only solid character in there that I liked was Lex Luthor, which... Yes. um. Does it say on there who Lex Luthor was? Uh, it, it was uh, yeah. Kevin uh, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, Kevin Spacey. I love that man as an actor, though he has done questionable things. That has now very questionable. Yes, <laughs> that that has now ruined his career. Oh, absolutely. But at that time, he did a phenomenal Lex Luthor. I can see him doing it again if he can ever pick up his acting career. <laughs> It's going to be tough. Yeah. It'll be tough, but, you but know, he, he, he was, was really fantastic. like the only solid actor there. Now, don't get me wrong. The actor that played Superman, he's a he's a solid actor now. He's now on the CW, and he plays uh, the Atom on Legends of Tomorrow over yes. there. Yes, he and does. And he's a phenomenal actor there. It's just Superman wasn't his role. Right. Yeah, Superman definitely. Superman's not everyone's role. You know, maybe, yeah. you know, maybe you're better as the Atom than you are as Superman, which is exactly the case, you know, for the CW show. Um, I think this is the perfect example of should have never touched it. Just should have never yeah, touched just... the Superman logo. Le- le- you know, left it alone, movie. waited until Man of Steel came it, out. Exactly. Man of Steel, you know, you and I both think it was a really solid It was solid a solid movie. movie. It was a solid movie to start off the DC franchise, and then the DC franchise kind of took a crap on their universe they were trying to create. But moving forward to number <laughs> eight. And number eight is The Mummy. Oh, God, The Mummy. The yeah. Mummy. Yeah, The Mummy came out last year, and they were trying to start up the Universal's Dark universe. Yeah, the, which, their monster universe. Exactly. And which, everyone's trying to start up their own universe. You have Marvel well, started it all. Yeah, Marvel was the one DC, that started it. And now Universal's trying to but, start their dark universe, which, in if you look at it from just its standpoint, smart. Yeah. It's awesome because people love these movies. People love The Mummy. People love... Yeah, that they're uh, trying to bring back all the know, old ones exactly. and everything like that. People it love makes Dracula. Sense. People love, you know, the, Frankenstein. The, yeah, you know? Frankenstein, the uh, Wolfman. I think Godzilla and King Kong count as uh, in that franchise as well. I think it does, but it's kind of separate. Like... Uh, I don't know how they would, you know, go along with it. Because I know, because I, I know they're trying to create their own universe. I'm just, I'm not a hundred percent sure if, right, if it's if they're connected. Right. How how they're gonna connect it or, yeah. or anything like but that. But it, it was really weird because they, because it, it started off way too fast. Like there was no buildup and lead to okay, they discovered the tomb, and all of a sudden now Tom Cruise's character is cursed with the mummy because he died and now this secret uh, monster hunting organization comes into play and the character and the person leading it is uh, Dr. Jekyll because you see yep. him halfway through turn into Mr. Hyde and it was just like way too much way too fast I think this would have been a solid franchise if it was maybe like an HBO TV show, like okay. side where they can do some of the more darker tones. Sure. And they can really take their time pulling out all the different characters and everything like that. But it felt rushed. It felt really rushed. The story wasn't 100% there. There was poor acting because it was rushed. I mean, the, the movie could have been well if, it, if they would have expanded it a little bit more. But that's just my opinion, and 
right. I think that's the opinion of many other people. Right. And, you know, just reading the article, you know, looking over everything, you know, they were really trying to hit it out of the park with The Mummy. You had already mentioned, you know, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, uh, Dracula, Frankenstein, The Invisible Man, uh, The Bride of Frankenstein, which was supposed to be Angelina Jolie, which would have been perfect. Oh, but yeah. that's been postponed indefinitely. Johnny Depp was supposed to be in The uh, Invisible Man. And, uh, you know, Kurtzman, you know, who's the director and the overseer of The Mummy, was going to be, you know, the ultimate overseer of the whole dark universe. Just unfortunately, just never really, you know, came through because everyone was banking on The Mummy to knock it out of the park. And you think, you know, it's Tom Cruise. You know, he's he's a solid solid, solid actor, solid movie, solid background. You would think that him and Russell Crowe could knock this out of the park. Just never got off the ground. Yeah. And like I said, it was just because it felt rushed. There yep. are plenty of Easter eggs if you could, if you were paying attention long enough. Like uh, when they're in the secret organization, monster hunters organization. Like you saw throwbacks to like the original mummies with like the Book of the Dead and the Book of the Living and things like that. Like plenty of throwbacks to the original franchise, which it's uh, which it's originating from. Like I said, it just felt rushed. There wasn't a proper story to give this franchise justice to give it life. And so it just stayed dead. Right. <laughs> no the, puns intended. No, no pun intended. Yeah, it ended up losing a reported $95 million, which, you know, if you're a uh, movie franchise, you know, it is not good there for it. So uh, number seven, uh, jumping from number eight, The Mummy, to number seven, Terminator Genesis. And this is the follow-up to the Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, okay, I was and trying Salvation. To f- yeah, I was trying to figure out which one was uh, which. So Terminator Genesis was the one where... Uh, that was with uh, uh, recasting Sarah Connor. Okay, Emily Clark. Yeah, a- Emily Amelia- Clark. Yeah, Amelia Clark. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, it's uh, uh, Emily Clark, basically, yeah. yeah. Um, and, yeah, they you know rebooted the whole franchise, essentially. But... It, it's rebooted, but it's not rebooted because they it's have because they left it as it how it ended as a solid way to end it. They could have just wiped their hands clean of it, no matter how well or or how poorly it did, and could just let the franchise stay dead. Right, and what they were trying to do, they were trying to actually make it a uh, another rebooted franchise, but a direct sequel to. Uh, 1991's Terminator 2 Judgment Day, which is, you know, obviously the biggest one in the franchise. Yeah. Um, that all being said, it, the, even the people, even the actors themselves, from what everything that I've read on this, they didn't like this movie. You know, so if the actors who are playing these characters hope that it flops, as Clark said, you know, that she had hoped that Genesis flopped because no one had a good time making the movie. How can you sort of promote that? And, you know, oh, yeah. Kinda I, I honestly want to take well. a look around and see if it won any Razzie Awards. Oh, I'm sure it did. Oh, there, yeah, there's probably no doubt in my mind that uh, Terminator uh, Genesis did because it was just such a flop. Yeah. It really was. I remember going and seeing it and just Arnold facing younger Arnold, CGI'd, Younger Arnold. I think that's a different movie. I think that's a different. No, 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 no. That that was that was in this. Yeah, movie. yeah. That was right at the beginning. This is at the very beginning yeah. of the movie, and it's like him, uh, old Arnold, with versus the CGI younger version. Younger version. It was it was total crap. Yeah, really and, which was. is weird because 
the franchise still has some life to it, and they're creating another movie. And that that's been put on uh, it's been put on hold right now. Oh well, you know what? No, uh, they actually just uh, promoted uh, the uh, the new uh, movie today. Okay, uh, our Arnold Schwarzenegger came out and said. Uh, you know, you went behind the scenes on the new movie. They're not exactly sure when it's going to be coming out. It might be 2020, 2021, right around that well, time. Well, if they want to do it justice, I would push for the later dates that way. Take every- all the time you need. Yeah, take all the time you need and kind of pull a Star Wars Rogue One where if there's anything that doesn't work well with it, work well with it you can go back and reshoot it all. It's true, yeah. No, that, that's definitely a good call, but... Uh, moving on from number seven to number six, we are going to Power Rangers. Which, go, go, Power Rangers. <laughs> uh, which, you know, obviously Power Rangers, you know, they've had a couple of movies out before. But, but I it was think, always in the franchise in their uh, respected universe. Exactly. But I think what they're more so pulling from isn't so much the previous movies, which... The they're movie, creating their own franchise. They're, they're creating their own franchise. They're basing this off of the television series of, of the Power Rangers, the original Power Rangers uh, uh, television universe, if you want to put it that way. Yeah. But uh, this movie actually ended up making uh, about $37 million over... Uh, their expected budget, which you know, a lot I, of people I think are that's like, pretty hey, well, yeah, because we, we grew love... up on exactly. It. So all of a sudden, a, they're a rebooted Power Rangers movie based off of the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers that we grew up on. Of course, all of us who grew up on it are going to geek out about it and go see it, whether it is a flop or if it does amazing. Right. Which, from my understanding, it did pretty well. It's not as good as they were hoping, but well enough that they're going to move forward and create a second one where they're going to introduce Tommy Oliver and Lord Zed and all that. Which is a smart thing to do, I think, because I think a lot of movies that start off, you know, a little, you know, a, with not as good of a publicity or you know, yeah. knowledge of what everything's going to all, you know, detail for itself the second movie could be better. Look at uh, the Dark Knight. Um, you know, you know, just look at the you know the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight trilogy that he has going on. Batman Begins had its moments, but it wasn't considered a, a huge success. By yeah, any means. what what it was was it was building up to it. You're reintroduced to the characters. You were introduced to their rendition of that story. Yeah, and then the second one was when it really took off, it, and that's kind of like the same thing for Power Rangers. They introduced all the necessary characters, though uh, two of them wasn't exactly high, uh, shown as much because we mostly saw Jason. Uh, uh, the Red Ranger, I can't remember all their names, so excuse me for this. Uh, the Pink Ranger and the Blue Ranger, they were more focused mm-hmm. uh, and uh, on the in the movie, but the Yellow and Black Ranger, they kind of fell behind a little bit. Sure. And they weren't as prominent, and I'm sure that moving forward, they might get a bigger role. And, and hopefully they do. And, and once again, you know, like you had stated, the, uh, Hasbro already has a sequel in mind with uh, with the movie studio. So hopefully they get this all you know all out and rolling. I'd love to see you know Lord Zed. I'd love to see Tommy Oliver. I'd love oh, to yeah. see all of those guys you know pop up because you know this is a franchise that we yeah both I mean it, it watching was, and loving. I mean it was a solid movie. It, I mean uh, even the uh, guy that played Zor. 
uh, played Zordon uh, from Breaking Bra- Bad. Brian Cranston. Yeah, yep. Brian Cranston. He was a solid Zordon, and I really liked him. I really like to see him come back and continue his uh, role with this. Mm-hmm. Bill Hader was uh, uh, Alpha. Yeah, Alpha so, Five. Yep. So hey, I, I you know I really enjoyed it. I'm hoping that you know the next one that comes out is uh, you know better. So this you know being at number six for me on this list, little uh, I, I don't know, it, a little too high on the list. I think you know it should have been down a little bit further. I think the yeah. Mummy was a worse movie than that. So you know I you know I don't know why. Well, they didn't critics can that. be very critical. That's but that's a good moving point. Moving on to number five, we have RoboCop. Coming uh, from the year 2014, that movie, I mean, I never really got into RoboCop. So it's like I never watched the original uh, original, movies. The original RoboCop movie of the 80s is a classic. And it is so graphic and messed up. But it is a phenomenal film. And it's it's phenomenal for all of the 80s reasons. Because, you know, they... They don't just show you blowing, you know, like like shooting a guy. They show you shooting a guy like ninety times and then blast it out, blasting him away, blasting him away, you know, like literally sending rocket launchers his way. Yeah, it's crazy. Like the cheesiest '80s graphics possible, but you love it because, but yeah, because it's a solid movie for its time and what it can't do with visual effects, it makes up for in story, and that's one of the few things I like about the older 80s movies like Star Wars, Indiana Jones, uh, even RoboCop, even though I haven't seen much of it. Like, Mm -hmm. I've seen clips of it on YouTube, but what I have seen, it's a very solid movie because what it lacks in its visual effects, it makes up for in storytelling. And that's one of the few things I I look for in a good movie, even to this day, is a solid story. It could have the worst visual effects out there, but if it has a solid story behind it, I could get behind it. Mm-hmm. And this movie came out, you know, they were automatically thinking that, hey, we're going to have sequels to this movie. Everything's going to go great. It just fell flat on its face. And I know that they didn't make anywhere near what they initially wanted to make. Hell, this movie included Joel Kinnaman, uh, Gary Oldman, Samuel L. Jackson, Michael Keaton. Yeah. I mean, it, it had some it had heavy some... hitters. It, it really did. But... Every once in a while, you just got to know when to hold them, when to fold them. And this is one of those movies where they just shouldn't have never played this hand. They should have just yeah, held it, back. It, it and was just really one of those those iffy movies that they pulled out of the vault in Hollywood. And it's like, you want it? Let's roll the dice with it and see how it turns out. It's like, no, if you're really going to roll the dice with a movie that you're unsure about, don't move forward with it. Pick something else from the vault. Oh, absolutely. And as we uh, go from number five, we are going to number four. And this is one of the more controversial ones that yeah. came out over the last and uh, it couple just, of years. And it just started, and it just was aired on TV maybe within the last month. And we are talking about Ghostbusters, the all-female cast Ghostbusters, which it's really weird because I like the take on it. I, I like their own rendition on it. It... Could they have created a franchise from it and moved forward with two, maybe three movies? Possibly, but it got so much crap. Like, soon as the trailer started to come out. I think what everyone... Like so much negative press. Oh, and it, it got a lot of negative press behind it. But I think what everyone hated on it wasn't the fact, 
oh my God, why do you got to go and make this a women's movie? Nothing yeah. like that. Yeah, nothing people, like that. People like, complained about that, but those people just need to shut up because those are the people that you're like, you know what, just hold back from tweeting dumb stuff like that, man. Come on. But this movie, I think, failed because people want to see Ghostbusters 3. They don't want to see a reboot Ghostbusters. People want to see you bring back, uh, uh, you know, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson. They want to see you bring back these people, which, once again... I mean, they they kind of did, but they were just their own separate characters that just got a little bit of limelight and then moved forward because they're trying to create a separate franchise from the original two Ghostbusters. Right, but the issue is, is that I think people want to see number three because, you know, you got Ghostbusters 1, Ghostbusters 2, back in, I think it was like 89 was Ghostbusters 2. You wanted to see Ghostbusters 3, yeah. finally. And they just never got the opportunity. They wanted to reboot the whole franchise and discard everything that they did in Ghostbusters 1 and 2. Which, this is essentially Ghostbusters 1. The entire film is Ghostbusters 1. Well, yeah. But it's just, uh, to me personally, not as funny and not as, you know, a- as a lovable sort of movie. Breaking news this week is that they are doing Ghostbusters 3. Oh, yeah. We, we, it's been, what, the, the teaser, that minute-long teaser exactly. trailer has been out for at least solid two weeks. Yep. And from what I can get from what I've seen on YouTube and all the different articles I have read, it is based directly from Ghostbusters 1 and 2, yep. based several years in into the future with... Uh, younger cast, all in their teens, from yep. my understanding, and it's going to have one of the original cast as a mentor teaching uh, these newer, younger Ghostbusters. And I kind of get the idea, like, okay, yeah, let's bring in another, let's bring in a young cast, and if this movie does well, we can create four or five movies, watching them grow up with this, right? Kind of like a Harry Potter sort of deal, which. Harry Potter is awesome. It, they, they created this universe where you could watch them grow up. Ghostbusters, I don't know how that's going to work out for that third movie if it does well enough to create four or five more movies. Well, and, you know, we'll only know whenever, you know, they end up doing the movie. Yeah. You know, it's basically what it's all going to boil down to. Uh, like, getting back to this, another interesting thing that I, um, the all-females casted uh, Ghostbusters... Um, the, uh, one of the Ghostbusters that died, I can't remember his name. He was one of the original screenwriters for this movie. Yeah. And so, like, they got at Egon, least one of the it's, it's approvals. Egon, right. Yeah, yeah. Egon. Uh, uh, Egon. Egon, my apologies. <laughs> uh, they at least got his approval, and he was helping create this universe. But when he died, they wanted to pay homage to him, and if you pay attention during the movie if you go back and watch it while uh, one of the female uh, actresses is walking around the uh, campus uh, uh, one of the uh, university campuses you see a bust of Egon uh, there Hmm. kind of like paying homage to him oh well that's pretty cool yeah I kind of saw that while I was watching it on FX like a week ago and they're going through the behind the scenes stuff but overall, at number four, I can understand why Ghostbusters made that list. Now on to number three, uh, we have Friday the 13th. Yes, it is uh, taking another trip to the uh, waters of Camp Crystal Lake. Uh, there for us, uh, the 2009 version, Friday the 13th, uh, with uh, Jason Voorhees. It just never really landed, and 
I, honestly, not a lot of people went to go see this movie. It uh, only made ninety-two million over, uh, you know, over its box office time frame, and it just never really stuck. I mean, that that's the whole issue with horror movies uh, nowadays is that they just want to bring in all the gore and and death right 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 out the box and that's why I go back to what I said before I like these 80s and 90s movies because what they lack in visual effects they make up in story and clearly Friday the 13th with only making how much again 92 million it lacked story Mm -hmm. 92 million is a great weekend for the number one movie uh, you know in the nation so, you know, like that's a, that's a really, you know, that you know, solid two weeks of of box office time frame. But for the whole time frame that you're out for the movies, you know, the whole what, 6 8 weeks, yeah. you know, that that you're at the cinemas, you get 92 million is nothing. Yeah, it's it's you know, a, a pebble, you know, it's a pebble on a beach. Yeah. You know, it's, Which this had a solid cast. It brought in uh, the actor uh, um, who played. He's uh, Supernatural, Yeah, right? Supernatural. Yeah. Uh, Sam Winchester. I can't remember the actor's name off the top of my head, which I feel absolutely foolish about because <laughs> I love Supernatural. But he was, like, one of the main characters in it, and he could have, like, really pro- uh, pushed this franchise forward if they are going to create more movies with him. But, like I said, lack of story, it just fell through, and Jason Voorhees sunk back to the bottom of the lake. Uh, like he normally does. So uh, there is a word that, you know, since it's been 2009, so it's been a decade since, uh, you know, anything's come out, uh, LeBron James is actually going to be uh, producing, uh, you know, another Yeah, because he has his own movie uh, studios now, and I think he helped even uh, create... Uh, the Halloween franchise, if I'm correct. It, yep. So he's picking up all these failed horror movie fran- slasher horror movie franchises, aka Friday the Thirteenth, and he's going to try and bring life back to them. Yeah, exactly. And if they can bring it back, like Halloween brought it back. Yeah, Halloween did extremely well. Yeah, I mean there were a few hiccups from my understanding, but people are overlooking it because there was solid storytelling. With exactly, it. and you know that there's going to be more down the road for Halloween, so you know, maybe there will be a couple more Friday the 13th, you know, hopefully in LeBron's hands, we'll, uh, we'll finally see, but uh, going from number three to number two, once again, the Fantastic Four, oh. which they've tried to reboot this franchise like three <laughs> times over the last well, it 20 was, years. It, it's, it was two, and, the, and it got a sequel to it, a.k.a. Rise of the Silver Surfer, but that didn't take off. So then they Sony picked it up and created the Fantastic Four reboot. And words cannot describe how disappointed I was with this movie. Like, I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. I'm pulling a full dad here. Yeah. And which is pretty crazy because whenever you look at it, you know, just on, you know, just as it should be, this should be a good movie. Uh, with you know all the the way that they did the character pickouts, you know with uh, Kate Mara. Um, I mean, uh, they had B. a Jordan. solid. They I had mean, a solid cast, and I can understand their them changing around and playing with a couple of ethnic uh, char- uh, characters uh, just to mix things up. They're creating their own universe. And I could respect that, but the story wasn't there. 
it really wasn't. It completely flipped on its original from its comic book origins. Mm-hmm. And let alone Doctor Doom had j- just nobody could connect with as a villain because that wasn't Doctor Doom. Right. Like, Doctor Doom is the main baddie for the Fantastic Four, and there was just no connection there. And, I mean, it doesn't help that it lost $100 million. It just never really got its feet on the ground. And a lot of people are pretty much calling it the Batman and Robin territory. You know, a lot (laughs) of people are saying that, you know, it fell on their face, you know, because if you look at the Batman movie time frame of the 80s and 90s, you have Batman, you have Batman Returns, and those are, I think to me personally, classics. Then you have Batman Forever, and you're like, "Eh, this is getting a little too comic-y, but we'll live with it. And then you have Batman and Robin, which just goes way over. Now, now don't let Tommy hear about that, which Tommy, he helps runs the North Coast Underground. He puts that at his number one favorite Batman, and he will go into great details about it. It's absolutely hilarious his his imagination and how he and how he believes that this is his 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 favorite movie. Which don't get me wrong, it's it's still a solid movie. It's just that's his favorite, and that's his opinion. Doesn't make it my opinion that it's my number one favorite, but. It's such a bad movie. <laughs> I'm surprised that it didn't make this list either. Yeah, no, it, it's yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, but it is, uh, honestly, fantastic. The the rebooted Fantastic Four it flopped as hard as uh, Batman and Robin. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, it it definitely is uh, is up there. You know, completely crushed their franchise uh, opportunity and. Thank God that it fell, you know, flat on its face because it's w- probably one of the main reasons why Marvel now or Disney now owns uh, Fox because yeah. you know they couldn't keep you know going with these, so they ended up you know kind of like what you know Spider-Man is to Sony, you know it is to Marvel. You know they're just like you know what, just have it, just have it, Disney, have it, Marvel. Yeah. Let's see Which, what you guys can do with it. Yeah. Which I, I, I'm grateful because. Disney and Marvel have been doing such a fantastic job that I honestly can't wait to see what they do with uh, the Fantastic Four if they have the right cast and if they have the right story with it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, what? What was that? And that was number two. So all we right, are so going we're already on. at number one. All yeah. right, so why don't you uh, hand? I'll hand uh, number one off to you just because. I'm not a big horror person. This is one another horror movie that came up, so I've only seen clips of it. This, you will know more about it, so I'm going to let you take the lead on number one. This is such a terrible movie. It was A Nightmare on Elm Street, the 2010 yeah. edition here for us. I remember seeing this the day it came out uh, with, uh, it was with my friend Sarah at the time, and we went and saw this movie, and we couldn't watch it. It was so unbearable to watch that we ended up we ended up leaving. Really, it halfway was, through the movie, you just over wiped half, your hands of it. Over and halfway walked away. through, it was a terrible movie all the way through. Uh, it was it was promoted as being you know one of the you know upcoming scary movies, and you know they're they're going to reboot the franchise with you know with a Nightmare on Elm Street. And yeah, it just it, once again. Never, never sank in. Never, never did what it was supposed to do, which was to frighten audiences and and to really, you know, get you scared. Yeah, afraid to go to sleep. Exactly. 
never, nope, not once, not once. Um, they, in Fantastic Four, Kate Mara's in that, and in uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street, her sister, uh, Rooney Mara, is, okay. is the main uh, is the main character of this movie, and you know once again instead, did it have it, anybody from the original uh, cast? Because I know they made like what five or six movies. Yes. Did they like bring back anybody from the original nope. cast? Never brought back anyone, and the way that they did uh, Freddy's. Uh, makeup or you know his you know yeah his just iconic look and everything like awful. that awful like he looked like a basketball head it looked like a basketball oh, head with a couple rough. of shreds in it it was so just it wasn't even scary it was hilarious actually um, but this article you know says on here instead of being a twisted Goonies homage. Uh, that was originally planned. A Nightmare on Elm Street was a cheap slasher that lost all imagination of the original series, which you can't really put any better than that because it's exactly what it did. It had no recreation of what the original mindset was for the initial franchise. Whenever they rebooted it, they were like, you know what, we'll come out, we'll do the same exact storyline, but it's just yeah, not going to land. And that's, it helps if the, if you're going to do a reboot, you have your own original story with it, which that way you're leaving the original alone to be its own separate thing, and you're just paying homage to it by creating your own universe with it. Yeah, exactly. It it just never really hit on 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 all counts, really, and it ended up losing. A ton of money. I know. I know that for a fact. I can't find the exact numbers on it right now, but it it was definitely a flop. Like no flop has ever seen. Uh, <laughs> I know that there's a couple of you know a couple of movies on this list. To you personally, which ones uh, on this list did you see that you're like, yeah, this definitely deserves to be on the list, and then maybe one or two that you're you know you didn't see coming to be on this list. Oh, gosh. Um, on the list itself. Sure. All right. So I can understand Fantastic Four. Yep. Um, I would say The Mummy. Mummy is definitely understandable. I saw that movie. I own that movie, and I regret buying that movie. <laughs> Like okay. I, I understand why that movie was made and what they're trying to do, but... Wow, was it terrible. Right. You saw that movie, right? Yes. Yeah, you, you understand why you do not own that movie. Yeah, no, it, it just, yeah, just yeah. not a good movie overall. Probably Tom Cruise's worst movie. It, it's right up there Yeah. Uh, with all of it. Um, what about you? What, what? For, for me, I think the one movie uh, on this list, I think you and I both agree that Power Rangers should be on this list. Yeah. Is that right? If anything, it should be like number 10. Uh, yeah, number 9 or 10 on the list. Yeah. I, I 100% agree. Yeah, it was its solid own remake of the universe. It did well enough that they're making a second. And once again, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, it should be right up there, right around the uh, red round number one. But to me personally, I'm going to go with Ghostbusters because Ghostbusters to me is. It, it, it disappointed. Just, it, 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 it's so disappointing. The fact that you recreate Ghostbusters, which everyone wanted, you know, everyone wanted another Ghostbusters movie. They just wanted number three. Yeah. Instead, we got a full reboot of a not funny movie of just a. 
and, and a bummer even, of and a even film. the comedy felt forced. It's in some so way. forced. Yeah. Yeah. It, I'm so I, I'm so thankful that number three is completely erasing the memory of, of this past movie. Uh, number three is actually supposed to be coming out next year. Yeah. Uh, late late next year, so 2020, uh, there for us and. Thank God for that. You know, it, it'll be, you know, right up there, hopefully, with, you know, number one and two. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see how that all goes. All right. Now, question for uh, you, and then we'll wrap everything up. Uh, is, there, um, is there a rebooted franchise out there that didn't make this list that should be on this list? That's a good call. Um, right now. Because for me. Mm-hmm. I would have to say the second Independence Day movie. Good call. That's a good call. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's not even a reboot. That is a continuation, a sequel to the original. But they were really banking on it doing so well that they're going to try and make a third movie where they go off into space and, and fight the aliens. But that movie, God, that I mean, for anybody that hasn't seen the original Independence Day, if they just go walking into the movie not knowing anything of the first one, they could probably think, okay, yeah, it's a solid sci-fi movie, not knowing anything of its origins. Mm -hmm. But for everybody that grew up with Independence Day, that knows of its origins, and they were expecting, and then the second one, the sequel came out, and how terrible they just destroyed this franchise. Yeah. And then try to say, oh, we're going to try and make a third one. No, they squashed that movie hands down. They squashed that idea. Yeah, uh, Independence Day, that's a good call. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, that's that's definitely a good call. I also look at movies like Dumb and Dumber and Dumb and Dumber (laughs) 2. Because Dumb and Dumber, like, to me, Dumb and Dumber, I love that movie so, so much. That and Anchorman. Yeah. Yeah, Anchorman 2. Anchorman 2 and Dumb and Dumber 2 are the worst movies possibly ever. To now, make. see, I, I have an issue with I, I'm very particular with my comedy because I cannot stand stupid comedy. Right. And things like Dumb and Dumber and The Anchorman, they're very focused on stupid funny. Oh, very, very dumb. And, yeah. and that's one of my biggest issues and why my least favorite actors out there is Will Ferrell. Don't get me mm. wrong. He's a phenomenal actor and he can do a wide variety of different types of movies. But his his most of his focus is comedy. stupid comedy. Yeah, stupid yeah. comedy, and I I can't do it. I get embarrassed watching it. I get embarrassed for him. I get embarrassed <laughs> for myself. I have to walk walk out of the room. I just I can't do it. Um, oh, no. But uh, that wraps everything up. I mean, we probably could have gone on mo- longer and longer. I mean, just you talking about your size. Like I came up yeah. with another one. I thought about the Green Lantern movie. Good call. Yeah. But we're not getting into the Green Lantern movie movie today. But uh, that wraps everything up. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Uh, you can check us uh, out on our Twitter pages at Radio C Sisnik at uh, at on Twitter and for Nick. Uh, it's C-L-E underscore Paulus, P-A-U-L-U-S. All right. And you can also check out our radio show's page, even though the show ha- is uh, no longer with us, <laughs> apparently. We, I will try to uh, bring the show back to life one day, but as of right now. But you can reach out to us over there at the big underscore small show. 
And uh, we will uh, catch you all uh, next week. We're going to try and make this a weekly thing again and do shows every Friday. And we'll try and get this aired over the weekend. Thank you so much, everybody. Have an amazing weekend. And we will see you all later. Thank you for listening to the Real Film Junkies podcast. If you'd like to follow our hosts on Twitter, follow Connor at Radio C. Sisnick. That is R-A-D-I-O-C-S-I-S-U-N-I-K. Or you can follow Nick at C-L-E underscore Paulus, P-A-U-L-U-S.